Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You tell me you cannot, you close the door. Just say hello to the camera for me. The plane is stop, you sick. I cannot hold the pee. Well, you can do say, whatever you say want. Hello. You can say the wall. You need to drink okay. water because your pee smells like disgusting. Wow, an unfortunate video indeed. Coming up, the perversion of California's math instructions. But that is a woman who was on a Spirit Airlines flight who was told for two hours she couldn't use the bathroom for whatever reason. She was desperate, so she pulled down her pants and squatted right in the aisle by the uh, by the bathroom door. And the flight attendant flight attendant said, "Say hello to the camera. You can do whatever you want. You can send a... Oh, I'm sorry. That was the uh, the lady. And then she criticized her urine for its scent. I heard that. That's disgusting. Um, why yes. was she denied use of the bathroom? That's not clear. So was it was it one of those heat-related things, or were they in the air? Because we got a text uh, yesterday from somebody who was on a flight. They're delayed on the tarmac for hours, as happens, in the heat, and said people were throwing up on the plane. It was so hot in there. Which is yeah, disgusting. Yeah. This one was in the air. Okay. Not clear at all why uh, she was denied the use of the lavatory. God dang, the air waitresses often uh, take a real prison guard attitude about various things. Everybody's bitter. Pa- the, 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 the passengers are drunk and belligerent. The air waitresses are angry and cynical. Ugh. Nothing but bitterness, including the urine, apparently, according to that one person. Yeah, wow. My urine's not good enough for you? Geez, sorry. Uh, so moving <laughs> along, probably uh, later than we should have, 
Uh, William Lajeunesse had a fabulous report on Special Report last night on Fox News about uh, the newly passed. And it's funny how these things get going and you don't hear about them until they're already happening in Cal Unicornia. This is the new instruction for California kids on math. Go ahead with the first clip, Michael. We'll go from there. Let's see if my math matches your math. A controversial math curriculum taking root in California as reformers this month overcame strong opposition from math and science educators. It definitely will not help them learn math better. I've been teaching math for 43 years and and I can say with certainty that this will cause a great deal of confusion and set students back. Let's get into the specifics. The new framework urges teachers to focus on historically marginalized people and take a justice-oriented perspective by changing course material with less emphasis on problem solving. More than a thousand university professors pushed back, calling it a, quote, insult, immoral, and foolish to replace arithmetic with what they say is an endless river of fads that inserts equity, social justice, and environmental care into math class. How do you get equity and social justice into math? I'm doing a lot of math with my kids this summer as... Practically every kid in America is behind on math because of the pandemic and trying to get caught up. And if you're fortunate, you can, you know, you got time for a, or money for a tutor or whatever. But uh, we're doing like times tables. There's 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 no room for really any social attitudes in the math that we're doing this summer. Uh, whether Boy, there's the voice of uh, white supremacy, folks. Oh, well, you there's, think there's... math is just math. White supremacy. The cultural Marxists, the neo-Marxists, want their ideology in everything. They insist, and you see it in like the community college guidelines in California, which we were talking about yesterday during Hour 4, where every single class must be taught through the lens of D-E-I-A, the A being accessibility, I guess now. Let's finish up the Lodginess report, then some more comments. Jack, you made reference to the miserable state of math uh, teaching and achievement in California. Uh, William mentions that as well. Why is one state so important? As the nation's largest textbook market, publishers tend to follow the California framework. This framework will not prepare students for courses in math or computer science. That's because the new framework pushes algebra from 8th to ninth grade, which effectively prevents students from taking calculus as a senior. But the State Education Board, which declined an interview, says the new approach provides new opportunities for those who need more assistance to catch up and surge ahead. Well, somehow we left out the uh, statistic that I think 30% of California students are uh, at grade level proficient in math. 30%. And now we're going to dilute math with progressive ideologies being taught in math class this is not some sort of conservative fever dream or paranoia it's actually happening now in california government schools so the only way you can get politics into math is uh story problems where you you know present a certain view of the world and story problems and then make a math problem out of it that's one way and then the other way is the stuff he was alluding to there is the, you know, whether it's eliminating uh, programs for the gifted or lowering the bar for standards or that sort of stuff. That's where the equity slips in. Is that right? Uh, yes and no. Just every lesson ought to have an element of 
DEI or or anti-racism, etc. You've got to figure out how to incorporate anti-racism in the times tables. Well, out outside of story problems, how would you? I, I don't know. I haven't taken the classes. It's an excellent question. Um, but that's what they're demanding the teachers do. And as you as you heard, a thousand college professors, more than a thousand, came out and said, this is a disaster. They didn't say, we respectfully think there are better approaches. No, they said, this is going to be a disaster. Well, I'm not trying to be a smartass, but like, so if you're working on your multiplication tables, you're either going to have, like I said, story problems where you say, you know, uh, two Klansmen something or other. Uh, got on a yeah. on a train to Birmingham and it took him six hours. To, I don't know what you're going to do, or For instance. <laughs> or or you're going to uh, like give lectures about America in between getting back to math. I don't know how else you would do it. Or teach you know percentages by pointing out the inequity in education achievement or imprisonment rates or something like that. That's what you're supposed to do. Wow. Um. A couple of a couple of thoughts uh, related. Number one, what you need to understand: the whole two plus two does not always equal four thing. They make various claims about why they're promoting it, but at its heart, it's the need for neo-Marxism and critical theory to deny that there's any such thing as objective truth. That's very important for them to shove that ideology down people's throats because if you if you uh, scrutinize their ideas their theories their philosophy through the lens of outcomes through lens of data through the lens of what is real it, it fails miserably and so if that's their problem what do they do they respond by saying there is no objective reality. Any data you come up with is the product of your white supremacist society. The white supremacy informs all of your so-called math. So don't come to me with facts. You using facts is proof of white supremacy. So you need to get on your knees and admit that 2 plus 2 equals 5. It's extremely Orwellian. Second thing is... And this is this uh, ought to disgust people. I, mean, I think it probably does. A school district in Massachusetts in the Boston area, like right next door to Harvard, has slowly been phasing Algebra 1 out of its middle school curriculum because the advanced math classes were predominantly taken by white and Asian students. Now some area parents are considering placing their children in private schools or homeschooling to ensure they're adequately prepared for high school math. Since 2017, Cambridge Public Schools have been slowly moving away from placing middle school students into grade level or accelerated math classes since the grade level courses were uh, disproportionately black and Hispanic students, while the accelerated courses mostly had white and Asian students. District officials claim that the changes are designed to create better equity. Right. So that's what I was talking about on that end of it is to get it into math is just the structure of the learning or the classes so that you can then claim, look, we have a better proportion of this or that in this class or that class by by lowering the standards or changing the standards or whatever. What a mess. Yeah. And the school superintendent essentially explains that the kids observe this and they internalize the idea that white and Asian kids are smarter and we can't have them internalizing it. So we're going to uh, uh, remove the opportunity for white and Asian kids to excel because if they excel, that makes the other kids feel bad. So now we are going to, in classic socialist form, try to lift up the bottom by crushing the top. And when you're talking about children learning, 
the curious children, children who love math, who are achieving in math, who are going to be our next uh, technology and science leaders, making sure they can't achieve because that may make somebody feel bad about it. That is evil. It's evil. It's quashing the spirits of young kids. It's not like ill, you know, advised or, or probably not the best strategy. No, it's blanking evil. Yeah, it's interesting to have that thought put in your head because that thought was never put in my head as a kid, so I never it never considered it. The the people that were doing better than me, and I never tried very hard at anything. That's kind of been my uh, be the title of my autobiography. I've never tried very hard. Um, uh, the kids who were doing better than me. That was a combination of, and I think we all just knew this. You know who's smart. You can tell by the way they answer questions in class. I mean, you're usually with them for many grades of your life, and you know they're just smarter than I am. You also know that some of those people are like crazy hard workers. Like, they do way more homework than I'm willing to do, and sometimes it's a combination of the two. They're really smart, and they do crazy amounts of homework. But that's what I always thought about the people that were ahead of me. It never occurred to me the idea of anybody having a some other kind of advantage. Well, and I will tell you this, the elimination of the ability to take advanced classes or uh, your gifted and talented education programs or whatever for the kids who are really bright, you take that away, they are going to hate it to, to sit there going over and over material they got the first time they heard it. The idea that we're going to make our society better by doing that to our best and brightest kids, again, is evil. I will fight it with my two little fists until my dying day. I despise it. All right, it's horrible for the individual kids, uh, as you just said, and then it's horrible for society because you're not, you're not taking advantage of our most talented people. Now, California is leading the way with the assistance of Massachusetts in this case. Speaking of that kind of kid who was the most talented kid in all his classes and rose to the top and uh, at every level, Robert Oppenheimer, who there's a movie out about right now. I want to talk a little bit about that. A couple of things that have come up, among other things, we got to do a one. Oh, yeah, including are you white fonting? I hope I'm not, or I hope I am. It depends on what it is. Uh, we also need to do a What in the World segment about Israel, about China, about Russia. There's some new stuff about Putin and Prigozhin. Lots of good stuff this hour. I hope you can stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I do want to talk a little Oppenheimer later, specifically about the realities of the atomic bomb and his attitudes and and a little bit about the movie, so stay tuned. Excellent. Looking forward to that. All sorts of good stuff to get to uh, during today's program, Uh, including the unbelievable, just elephantine dishonesty being used to uh, to describe Florida's instruction in racism and slavery. It is unbelievable. And the brilliant scholar Kamala Harris is leading the charge of dishonesty. Anyway, stay with us. Uh, white fonting. What is it? It's a 10-second resume hack that may help you land your next job. Uh, some social media influencers swear by it. It gets you past that first screening when AI bots or digital filters scan resumes and looking for keywords. Here's what it is. You've got your resume, and it's going to be black print on white paper, almost certainly. Um, and then at the bottom, what you do is in white font that humans don't see, but the machines do, you... Put down a bunch of applicable words that make you look qualified for the job, or you merely reprint the job description itself. And the machine bots say, wait a minute, this person's resume is practically a perfect match for the job. And then... (laughs) That's hilarious. Then when a human picks up the resume, all they see is the black print. They think, well, the machines told us Joe Jones of, uh, you know... Miami, Florida is a perfect candidate. Let me see about this, Joe Jones. That's funny. It is pretty funny. (laughs) How well it works and for how long, I do not know. You just restate what it says it's looking for. And the AI says, well, this person's perfectly qualified. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful. Oh, hilarious. And then the other uh, mildly annoying, silly uh, workplace trend, the headline is, TikTokers are warning people not to participate in the lazy girl jobs trend and brag about their lax work days so they don't unintentionally out themselves. Lazy girl jobs, the newest idiotic trend on TikTok, Jack. So I saw a headline on this in the Wall Street Journal. Um, and somebody said that their kid was suffering from this. What 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 is the lazy girl job trend? It's essentially uh, you talk about how your job is really easy and doesn't take up all of your time, uh. and that uh, you know you've successfully avoided a corporation exploiting you and running you ragged. Right. Uh, let's see. There's where's the uh, the key. Uh, The lazy girl job trend is here to stay. It's an accumulation of quiet quitting and your personal boundaries at work and work-life balance. 
Uh, you can ask me uh, how much how to do a lazy girl job, but now the lazy girl job influencers, a term I hate, are saying, "Hey, uh, maybe don't flout it, uh, flaunt it that uh, aggressively online, because your boss is gonna see." <laughs> right. I didn't. Somebody that stupid deserves what they get. I didn't read the opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal that said lazy girl jobs won't make Gen Z less anxious. Their overweening parents, baby boomers like me, failed to prepare them for adulthood's challenges. Which is interesting. Yeah, I would say. That, that's Reminds the me whole, of, they ahead. didn't raise themselves idea that we've mentioned many times. Reminds me of another great think piece I've got handy uh, about helicopter parenting and how difficult it is to stop once you start. Mm. Uh, but it gets into the psychology of all of the incredibly important life skills we're denying our children. We don't let them develop the, the very most critical qualities a human being needs to be successful. Wow. It is, it is as I've been saying for years, a nation of veal calves in a lot of ways. Yeah, That little calf has never had to find its way home. That little calf has never had to settle a dispute or make up rules, then enforce them, then realize how they're imperfect and make up new rules. Interesting. Yeah, and the idea is that they didn't raise themselves as you can't complain about the young generation's attitudes. They came, they came about these from somewhere, and we, right. we, we parents should look at ourselves for, for a lot of it. Yep, absolutely. We can do a What in the World segment with a whole bunch of stuff that's happening in different places that's somewhat troubling uh, coming up. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A fresh wave of anger and disbelief after the law passed yesterday, curbing the power of Israel's Supreme Court. Thousands of protesters couldn't quite believe it had actually happened. This is my country, and baby kidnapped our citizen, and it's not supposed to be. We need to be here. I serve in the army. I have three little boys, and I want to continue to stay in my country. As night fell, a car barreled into a group of demonstrators, injuring three. And the police used water cannons to disperse crowds blocking roads. If you haven't seen the video of the water cannons on the crowds outside the legislature trying to stop, you know, a possible storming of uh, various government buildings like we've seen in our own country, uh, it is really something there in Israel. I don't fully understand what's going on. I've taken in quite a few podcasts on this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, my favorite thinkers say this is a reckoning that has been coming for many, many decades over, are we a democracy that's mostly Jew, full of Jews, or are we a Jewish state? And I don't understand how that is the case based on the coverage that I'm getting from the media. So I'm, I don't claim to understand this. Do you? That tie-in, I think if I tried to explain it, it would be unsatisfactory. So, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, that's beyond me. What was I understand the legalities involved, um, and I, I just think, I think the conservatives in Israel perceive that the judges, who have a great deal of power, they can overturn laws duly passed by the Knesset and signed by the prime minister or however it works. They can overturn them saying, that's not reasonable. I'm going to overturn that law because it's unreasonable. And the conservatives pass laws saying, hey, it's a Jewish uh, state. 
we got to do this, that, and the other to keep it a Jewish state. And the judges have been significantly more liberal. I think that's it. Um, and they're having pushback like you've never seen inside of Israel before. Threats by military reservists, union leaders, and doctors to stop working in response to the policy. A whole bunch of pilots. And from what I understand, that is a big deal that has really gotten people's attention. Because that is what's considered the you know first line of defense for Israel against all the people that want them to go away. Is their, their planes that we give them and the expertise of their pilots. And a whole bunch of their pilots are saying, ain't showing up for training, ain't doing it. And that's been going on now for a long time. And... Also, I would put it like this. They're national heroes. Yeah, there you go. They're national heroes. Like their their SEAL Team 6 has said, no, nope, ain't showing up for work. No, nope, mm-hmm. no, nope, not doing it. And apparently with the whole pilot and F-16 warplane sort of situation, you got to be ongoing training all the time or your skills uh, uh, atrophy really, really quickly. So it's a, it's a major deal. Obviously, doctors not showing up to work is a problem. So I don't know how this is all going to work out. Um, it's the most right-wing government they've ever had, according to people who follow this sort of thing that I listen to. I don't know. But the protests are quite amazing. So that's uh, One more comment on that. The, uh, the New York Times coverage of this has been uh, just delightfully squirmy because, as they write, in their details, the changes, blah, 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 sound uh, like something that liberals in the U.S. and democracy advocates around the world might support. Israel reduced the power of its Supreme Court judges. Ah. So now it's the elected people who will have all the power. And uh, you, are, you people are so funny. When the Supreme Court was heavily liberal, you respected it like it was God's word descended from on high. We must trust our judges. Our judges will keep down the horrible impulses of those stupid elected officials and then the moment the supreme court leans a little right all of a sudden unelected judges are stealing the power of the people you are such lying hypocrites that explains why i was having so much trouble understanding this story they're having trouble reporting it because what's happening in israel is a power grab by people who want to ignore the supreme court yes <laughs> And they're and and they're considering it a bad thing, while that's what they're trying to do in the United States. Okay, yeah. So now, they're having to twist themselves into rhetorical knots. That explains that explains why it's so hard to follow. Okay, now I get it. Hilarious. Uh, China's economy is really struggling. I won't get into all the numbers and details, but it was just a reading about that. So that's kind of oh, exciting. Yeah. The the country that was going to overtake us and become the dominant economy for the next century is really having a hard time right now. Interesting. Um, uh, let's play this clip out of uh, Ukraine before I get to this latest reporting in the Washington Post about Putin. How about 90 there, Michael? Russia is accusing Ukraine of launching new drone strikes on Moscow. In one, a high-rise building was struck. A second drone fell near the defense ministry in the early hours of the morning. Now, Ukraine has not taken responsibility. But they have said that Russia was less and less able to protect its skies. And overnight, Russia has launched strikes on grain infrastructure right on NATO's border. About 15 drones were involved in an attack on the Ukrainian port town of Reni on the Danube. That is right across the river from Romania. So Putin continues to bomb grain bins full of food, basically, for a lot of the uh, that part of the world. And a whole bunch of people are going to go hungry if this continues. And that is quite the military move and the fact that he's bombing 
right across the river. Like you can see, Romania is right there. Doesn't take much of a a misfire to all of a sudden be bombing a NATO country. Wow. Well, and I love sarcastically the uh, Russia has accused Ukraine of bombing an apartment building. Are you kidding? That's right. obscene. Right. So that's getting uglier, not better. The Russians having leveled dozens, hundreds of apartment buildings with women, children, and young men inside, of course. So this just out from the Washington Post. Putin appeared paralyzed and unable to act in the first hours of the rebellion. When Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner mercenary group, launched his attempted mutiny on the morning of June 24th. Wow, has it been? It's been a full month now. Vladimir Putin was paralyzed and unable to act decisively, according to Ukrainian and other security officials in Europe. No orders were issued for most of the day, the officials said. The Russian president had been warned by his own security services for two or three days ahead of the actual date. The Prigozhin was preparing a possible rebellion, according to intelligence assessments shared with the Washington Post. Steps were taken to boost security at several strategic facilities, including the Kremlin, where staffing in the Presidential Guard was increased and more weapons handed out. You're pretty worried when you're actually (laughs) handing out more guns to the people outside your office door. Yeah, that's not difficult to interpret. (laughs) Wow. But otherwise, no actions were taken, these officials said. Putin had time to take the decision to liquidate the rebellion and arrest the organizers, said one of the European security officials who spoke on a condition of anonymity. Then when it began to happen, there was paralysis on all levels. There was absolute dismay and confusion for a long time. They did not know how to react. Now this, of course, since we are in a war, could be absolutely 100% true, or it could be an attempt to really upset Putin and make him look like a punk and uh, an indecisive weak leader. Who knows? You know what would be the most amazing thing you ever read was a transcript of the phone calls that went back and forth between Putin, perhaps personally, and Prigozhin. I mean, because obviously what happened was an intense and short negotiation between those two parties that ended up with uh, uh, Prigozhin and the Wagner guys uh, standing down. I can't imagine what was said. Putin calls up uh, Prigozhin, Yevgeny bra. What's up, man? What are you doing? Where are you? I hear you're headed north. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, man. Well, and you could uh, interpret it the way it is there in the Washington Post about, you know, he was paralyzed or looking like, oh, my God, what do I do? And it might have been just more of a, oh, my God, what do I do? This is a complicated situation. I'm not sure what my next move should be. Yeah, I hate to go against the Washington Post and their fine and neutral journalism. Uh, I think it was probably much more intense negotiations were going on behind the scene, behind the scenes. He wasn't issuing orders because he wasn't sure what was happening yet, right? Other yeah. than protecting the Kremlin, exactly. And then one more: where in the world have you come across this new BBC documentary that is out about the? Well, it's called Two Weeks in January. Uh, America's secret engagement with Khomeini. This is how Khomeini came to power in Iran and his negotiations with Jimmy Carter. This is all new stuff that just came out. It's one of those, after a certain number of years, stuff gets declassified things. Have you read this? No, I have not. This sounds really interesting. Though. Yeah, it is. And I'm going to want to uh, 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 watch this or read up on it more. So Khomeini, so we had we had pushed the Shah out. So uh, Shah was our buddy. Iran was an ally of the United States, but the Shah was a mean guy. He was a despot, 
and all that sort of stuff. So that was an uncomfortable relationship. The Shah was on vacation. Khomeini, who was the religious leader who wanted to take over the country and did, um, uh, was living outside of Paris at the time. But he was hoping to get back into Iran and, 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 and take over the country. So he contacted uh, uh, Carter. And he and Carter were having direct talks back and forth. I'll read this from the documentary that's coming out. Uh, in a first-person message, Khomeini told the White House not to panic at the prospect of losing a strategic ally of 37 years just because the Shah is gone, and assured him that he, too, would be a friend. You will see we are not in any particular animosity with the Americans, said Khomeini, pledging his Islamic Republic will be a humanitarian one which will benefit the cause of peace and tranquility for all of mankind. Wow. Wow. And we apparently fell for that. I had an Iranian friend who once explained to me, and this will offend some of y'all, and uh, for that I apologize insincerely. He explained that in Iranian society, if during the course of uh, bargaining, uh, you know, trying to get a deal done, trying to gain an advantage, you mislead somebody else, that's not considered like wildly out of bounds. That's not fraud or how dare you. That's just looking for advantage. That's just playing chess. It's like the Chinese tradition of disguising your true aims, whether militarily or, or whatever. That's that's like that's what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, that rings absolutely true. The Shah, the first thing you'd think was, all right, we've got to disarm the United States and convince them that we're not a threat. So let me get on the phone and I'll tell them, hey, we're more than glad to be buddies. And then the minute we take power, we screw them. Sounds about right. Yeah, and ever since then, it's been death to America and burning American flags, and they're the number one exporter of terror in the world and all that sort of stuff. So we've fallen for that twice in my lifetime, once with China and once with Iran. Maybe we should uh, stop falling for that sort of uh, maneuver. Yeah, yeah. I've actually read some terrific and scholarly uh, descriptions of that is one of our great faults, that we tend to to assume good faith. Uh, from the other party because of our mores, our traditions, our morals. Or Western Civ morals. Right, yeah, yeah, well said. Um, and, and we're ignorant of other people's societies. And indeed, I have a feeling some of you cringed when I was talking about what my Iranian friend told me because that sounds a little racist or something. Are you saying Chinese people are deceptive or dishonest you need to read about the the hundred strategy or the 16 strategies whatever it is it's a very famous ancient chinese writing about how you deceive your opponents to gain advantage it's part of chinese history and lore and culture and and to point that out is not racist that's understanding the way they operate you have to do that but for the longest time americans have been very open-hearted and friendly and dumb as hell when it comes to dealing with foreign cultures. And I just thought, I, I, I've seen interviews with Jimmy Carter, who seems like a nice guy, although uh, wildly idealistic, um, uh, where he is so proud of, I heard him say one time about, uh, he asked it like a trivia question, who's the only president in the last century to not put one soldier in a war zone or something like that? I don't remember, but it was, it was yeah. me. I didn't do, not one time did we, okay, so maybe you didn't do that. But you made a deal with the devil and allowed Iran to fall into the hands of Islamic nut jobs who've been at war with us for the last 40 years. So, you know, good on you. Yeah, I think Jimmy Carter's the absolute absolute embodiment of what I was talking about. He's well-meaning, good-hearted, and utterly naive about the way the world works. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. I'll have to watch that documentary. Speaking of foreign policy, want to talk a little bit about the movie Oppenheimer? And we'll actually hear from the man himself, among other things, on the way. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's an app you can download on your phone called Run P. You just press a button when the movie starts, and then it will vibrate 30 seconds before you can make a run to the bathroom. And when you come back, it will tell you what you missed during the boring part. It'll also tell you if there are scenes after the credits and if they're worth staying for. Oh, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. So I went to, uh, this is our daily Oppen Barbie segment or Barbenheimer. Um, where we talk about the two big movies right now. So Barbie has made more move, mo- money than any movie since 2019. So it's either an indication that the whole movies are over thing that we were led to believe is not true, and it just took us a while to get back, or this is a unique offering that uh, you know, has drawn people back. We'll see. A friend of my wife's approached her while we were walking the dog and said, hey, uh, we're going, I can't remember what night, doesn't matter, where a bunch of us are going to see Barbie in. So it's a thing, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I'd like to see it. it looks hilarious. But anyway, um, uh, I saw Oppenheimer, and it's three hours long, and I needed to pee really bad. It's the only time I've ever watched a three-hour movie where it wasn't like, eh, I can easily do without this scene. I mean, it was just constant tension and, and, and interesting stuff, and I didn't even want to go to the bathroom, and having that app would have been helpful, particularly because I sat around until after the credits because somebody told me that, Who's the director, famous director, Nolan, is famous for putting something after the credits. Well, he didn't in this movie, and I sat through five minutes of credit for nothing. Don't! Um, uh, to the movie itself. So, um, I, I heard one critic say yesterday, the, the reviews have been unbelievable on Oppenheimer, but um, and it's supposed to dominate the Oscars, and who knows, but I heard one critic said yesterday that this movie should shame Hollywood into being better. <laughs> Do better. Wow. Look at this movie and say, this is what it can be. Don't put out your crap. 
Uh, I also immediately, like like, like uh, after a lot of historical films, went to the fact-checking thing to see how accurate various things were that, that were interesting. And every list I've seen of things that weren't factual were minor at best. Or, or something that, if it wasn't obvious to you that that was like an artistic flourish, then you're a dope. But so, so the, nothing major is left out of it. So I feel comfortable with a couple of spoilers. If yeah, I suppose you could do it out if you want, but these are, it's a historical film. So if you've read much about this, you either already have heard this or should have heard it or whatever. We accidentally bombed Belgium <laughs> before Hiroshima. But first, I want to get this on. This is Robert Oppenheimer himself in 1965 being asked about how he feels 20 years later after uh, the bombs were dropped about his role in the whole thing. The ending of the war by this means was certainly cruel, was not undertaken lightly. But I am not, as of today, confident that a better course was then open. I have not a very good answer to this question. So, for any of you who've ever heard that he regretted for the rest of his life having been involved, it doesn't sound like it to me. No, he sounds like a man who had to do something very difficult and troubling for all the right reasons. Uh, one of the interesting scenes is something I'd read about before, but seeing it depl- d- d- displayed in the movie was really interesting. So, the way an atomic explosion works... One, because you're quite a ways away from it and light travels faster than sound. And also the fact that the explosion sucks up all the the, the, the atmosphere and the ability for sound to travel. I looked it up. There's a full 90 seconds from the you see the flash of light, see the giant mushroom cloud, unlike anything you've ever witnessed before in your life. But a full minute and a half, which in that scenario would seem like a really long time. Before the sound of the wind hits you. That would be weird. And that portrayed in the movie is really something. Wow. Wow. So the shockwave as well is like 90 seconds? Yeah, because it sucks everything in. So it would be eerily quiet and calm. And, you you know, nobody knew what was going to happen, really, because it had never been done before. It's like, wow, that's something. Look at that fireball. I mean, it looks like the sun has landed on Earth, but there's perfectly quiet. Then all of a sudden, kablooey. I mean, everything hits you a minute and a half later. The wow. other thing was, and I had read this before, but I had forgotten it, they they originally did uh, mathematical calculations that this could set the atmosphere on fire, cause a chain reaction around the world, and destroy the planet. One one test could do that. And there was a chance that was going to happen, and they were wondering if that was going to light the atmosphere Whoa. on fire and it destroy the world, that one Trinity test out there in the desert in New Mexico. Now that's a concern. That is something to be concerned about. Oppenheimer famously bet to one of the other scientists $10 that it would happen. Coming up next hour, an African writer with one of the best takedowns of socialism I've ever come across. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.